Welcome back to another Edge Got In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button to Edge Got In to your mind, your will, and those crazy emotions. And there are a lot of emotions, my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ, when it comes to problem solving. Because when we're problem solving, we are, are we usually bring our filters to the table. And one of our filters is our personality profile, how we are wired, what traits we have, whether or not we are task-driven, people-driven, process-driven, or logic-driven. Either way, we all, we all come to the table with a different filter in that area. So as we've been working through this series, Emotional Intelligence in Christ Problem-Solving Strategies, it's a four-part series, and we are on part three. We're going to be discussing the high C's. At edgegodin.com, you can visit our main website and you'll find a one sheet to capture your learnings as well. Many times we, we speak sometimes 35, 45 minutes, sometimes 50, depending upon what the Holy Spirit is guiding us to, to share on. Many times it's so much information, the mind can only grasp one to three pieces of information. So before we begin, I'd like to invite you to ask the Holy Spirit, even if you pause this podcast for a moment, but simply pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what's for you today. You may not be wired by the conversation we're having. We're, we're highlighting today the high C's, logic-driven. However, when you're working with a high C, or perhaps you're married to a high C, this is invaluable information that continues to give. I, I've, I'm a high D, I combination, and I'm married to a high S, I combination. This information has been crucial for me when I'm having those crucial conversations where emotions are high, stakes are high, and there's opposing viewpoints. This is a tool for you to take out into earth school and use with the invitation of the Holy Spirit for wisdom and discernment. Edge God In is the voice of Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project. You can find out more about the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project because those emotions hijacked our best intentions to allow the fruits of the Spirit to guide our words, our thoughts, our deeds, and actions. Those emotions hijack all of that because the frontal cortex restricts when we feel threatened or stressed, and we're only left with three reactive choices, fight, flight, or freeze. What comes out of that in terms of behavior is ugly talk, stonewalling, defensive behavior, imploding, exploding, basically animal planet. Nobody has time for that, particularly when we're followers of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, my friends, right? We want to make Jesus Amen. recognizable. We want to make Jesus recognizable when we show up because he's blessed us with another day of life and he's got plans for us to prosper, not to harm us, to give us hope in a future. So at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com, you will find our first book and Ken, who is with me again today, is one of the contributors to that book, Emotional Intelligence in Christ. Then we have a course, which by the way, we're still offering the 50% discount. So if you've got a pen, write down the code. You're going to want to use that. It's EIC 2023. Um, I believe that's it. I don't have it written down. It's EIC 2023 or 2023 EIC. Actually, I think it is EIC 2023. Yep, that's it. Use that at checkout and you get 50% off of that. We also have a six-week study guide journey. I just led a group of people through that. We also worked with um, the, the entire 
uh, staff of Johnny and Friends uh, working through the um, six-week study guide. It's a very, very powerful journey. And you can access that as well at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. We also offer workshops, coaching, all kinds of things that the Lord is doing with this project. We continually just say yes, and he guides us forward. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sweet Jesus, we know that if you do not show up and give us the anointing of your Holy Spirit on our words on the scriptures, on how you want us to speak this insight into how we're wired as people, that it will fall flat. So we invite the power of the Holy Spirit within our words, our thoughts, and anything that comes out of us today for the edification of everyone who's listening in today. May the words of our mouth, meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight for the strengthening, the encouragement, of every human being that's tuning into our podcast today. Give us the grace to remember, Lord, not everyone thinks the way we do. And give us the grace of compassion, as well as wisdom, as we take this insight into our, into our hearts, so that when we are working with people that aren't wired the way we are, that we can use specific methods in order to cross that gap of disconnect. Thank you that you are in charge of all of our relationships. Have your way with us in spite of ourselves and give us the grace by the power of your Holy Spirit within us to discern and manage our emotions and behaviors in a way that honors you by loving others well, as Jesus did. In the name of the Father, Son, and the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, amen. Brother Ken, thank you again for sharing this mm -hmm. invaluable wisdom. I've been teaching the desk for a while now, mm -hmm. and this is something that I haven't seen with it. Um, it. It gives a lot of incredible insights. So again, for listeners, will you give a summary as to what the heck is the desk and why should we even care? Well, it, what it does is it makes us uh, um, this definition of how we're wired in a, in a way that it can be uh, embraced and then used as a weapon to put, put people down. It, it's talking about normal behavior. And the way we're wired or way we're designed is sometimes very different. And we can either do one thing, try to change the person the way we think or accept who they are and work with how they think for the purpose of balance. And that, that I think, is, the, is God's design and desire is to make us different. So we're naturally born to go ahead and depend on each other. But unfortunately, what we have is a thing called sin, and <laughs> and and what we say is, I'm better than you are, and you're, you know, you gotta if you're you gotta be wise, you're gonna think like I do, and that's that's license for disaster. Absolutely, it is, and and you're an adjunct professor at Dallas Seminary, and and these these are some of the thoughts and um, findings that you've had in this area of human behavior, which have been so beneficial to so many people. So I appreciate you sharing them. Mm -hmm with the edge got in mm -hmm. community. Um, we're going to be reviewing again and listeners, if you haven't checked out the uh, part one, two of the emotional intelligence and Christ problem solving strategies, you can find it at edgegotin.com. We've already covered the high D's and we've covered the high S's, both of which provide incredible uh, information as well as tools and tips mm -hmm. to connect in the midst of disconnect. We will be reviewing the differences of problem-solving behavior of DISC style specifically today 
Um, and and can we, we focused on that and covered the D and the S. Next in line should be the high I, but you changed the order again to cover the high C. Why is that? You know, uh, I I, I kind of look at uh, incongruency and it just works better to understand the task people first. In other words, we covered the D first and then we brought in the S, the relational one. And now we're going to do another task and that that task person is called a high C's. Mm-hmm. And to understand that, you know, that combination gives you a better understanding of it. And I'm going to interject uh, a little bit of humor here in suggesting that, you know, we're saving the best for the last by covering the eyes. You know, they, they, um, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a typical eye response, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're all. When I when I say that they're all in, boy, <laughs> we're we're last. That's bad. No, that's good because we're the last. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But 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 again, you know, to to really understand the incongruency, you take the opposites, and the opposites in, in the C is the I. You know, <laughs> you, that's got very true. It, the, the C is a very logic driven mm-hmm. and based. And if it doesn't make sense and they can't put it in their box, <laughs> yep. then they start asking a lot of Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit, Ken. I don't know. I don't know in terms of the area of where where you're sitting right now. Before you were clear, and then you're just breaking up just a little bit. Can you say that again about the high C's? The high C's, like I say, are very logic driven. Mm -hmm. That's that's who they are. And they like to go ahead and validate information to put in the logical order. And and the problem w- when you put an I in there is they problem solve by giving them talk in random terms, which are not necessarily validated or, or necessarily accurate or necessarily dealing with the message. So, what, what, when you get these two people, you know, and of course, what they do is they marry. <laughs> And then yep. they have these discussions, you know, <laughs> and that and that and the typical when the when the eye is going in their random stories, uh, you know, the 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 the, the natural comment from the high C is that doesn't make sense, and you know, with that tone that they use, <laughs> you know, that 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 communicates rejection, which causes yep. that circle to get get worse and worse and worse, and. and Finally, they don't talk to each other, which is lethal. I mean, you know, when that happens, then you start with what I call emotional divorce, Absolutely. which leads to physical divorce, see, yep. because you have irreconcilable differences. Yep. Yes, but that is designed to create balance, but they don't normally, people don't get there. They just try to change the other person. Yep. <laughs> that, that is so true. That, how does that work? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't that's, work. 
that's ex- that's exactly it and it's and it's giving the other person permission to be how god wired them without trying well, to change that but learning right. effective strategy right. Right. on how to how to connect in the midst of the disconnect right right and and uh, you know the whole definition that i that i hang my hat on a good uh, individual manager or whatever you want to call it is one who understands that incongruency and knows how to go ahead and communicate based on that person you're talking to's needs so mm. that you can reconnect mm. <laughs> you know and but typically what we do is we elevate the discussion through rejection in the tone which creates the conflict which creates the disconnect and and it's sad but there is a way if you understand where that other person is coming from problem solving wise then you can go ahead and have the hope of coming together mm. and uh one of the things that i've done with with linda, linda my, my wife of 58 years uh is that we we understand each other and i'm trying to go ahead and communicate in how she's wired so that we can come to a conclusion but it's very normal for us to initially disagree and so mm. what i'm trying to say is our disagreement we embrace it don't we we don't fight over it we embrace the di- diversity of thinking to get to the best action plan mm. i can't get there by just my action plan i need linda's input from a different filter i love what you said about the filters that we have mm. and we have definite filters that we need to kind of sometimes set aside and and look at their filter rather than our filter Mm. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, it makes it makes complete sense. And Sherpa executive coach, and we refer to filters as the knowledge, experience, and values yeah. that directly impact how we're listening, thinking, and communicating. And they involve our assumptions, our judgments, our disc patterns, um, how we go about life. And that that creates it's it's kind of like from Princess Bride where the, that famous line that I don't think that word means what you think it means, because everybody kind of has their own um perspective and that distorts deletes and generalizes information so that the person is left with an impoverished view of what the person's trying to communicate this 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 communicating with people that aren't wired the way we are it, it's a skill set ken wouldn't you agree i mean it's true it's like strategy it's 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 a learned behavior are you with us i think i just yeah, lost i'm i'm, I'm I- no, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, and 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 you it went silent, and this is you know same same time. We're gonna do have to do some editing here, but it's it's still going okay. No worries, uh, it's uh, all good. We're human yeah, beings. Listeners yeah, understand. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we 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 can fix it. We can fix it. Yep. I think we can go to go to the questions now. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 all good. So what what makes the high C problem solving style unique? I think uh, there are there are two things we got to go ahead and accept as normal for the high C. The first is their need to ask questions. They, mm-hmm. they, 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 their, their mind is in asking questions that can be validated. That those mm-hmm. are the two things that you've got to, when you're talking to a high C, you need to allow that freedom to ask questions and you need to be able to be ready to validate a statement that you think is important that they can go ahead and recheck 
it, you, it, it, that's what makes them ask questions and the need for validation. That that is absolutely critical in the filter of the high C. Mm. So if, listeners, if you, who do you, you who do you know? Yeah. I was going to say yeah. I was going to say who do you know out there that asks a lot of questions? You know, you say That's something and it can it can frustrate you if you're thinking from your perspective. Didn't I just share this? Why are they asking me questions? Are they are they questioning me because they don't trust me? Then we can make then what happens Ken is we be, we start going up our ladder of inference as Chris Argus has created where our assumptions kick in. And we yeah. start to delete the information and mind read and fortune tell and make conclusions that change the way we interact with people, causes the disconnect. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 people that are gifted in this arena of validation are accountants. When you're talking to an accountant or you're talking to an engineer, what what is their role? To be absolutely correct. Mm. Everything has got to balance. Your balance sheet has to balance. You know, they got to get it right or, or expect you got to get it right. And when you put that there's an expense here, you got to identify what the expense was for. Mm -hmm. And is it a legitimate expense? So they'll ask these kinds of questions because they're on the line. If they're a CPA, if if the IRS agent comes in and asks a question, they have to answer it. Absolutely. <laughs> so see, so, so the, there, there's a discipline of people that 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 gravitate to a particular role accounting is one of them engineering is another mm. i mean if you're going to build a building you want the building to stand up and handle if you're going to build something that's 20 stories high, you've got to have the foundation to work to hold the building up you know absolutely and, i mean they're, they're they're codes that have to do that so generally speaking you have c's involved in engineering and in, in accounting and part of who they are they're going to ask these particular questions because they're codes or laws that they that that are important to them so that's why they're asking those questions and that's mm. the kind of people you want supporting you, you absolutely know, well it goes back to your statement ken that god made us all differently um, yeah. so that we can learn how to interact with each other. And in order to do that, we, we must die to ourselves, uh, how we think it should be done and all of our judgments. It causes us to get out of our own way so that we can be Christ-like in emotional intelligence, our ability to be aware of our emotions, manage them well, be aware of other people's emotions and perspectives and manage them well. And Jesus was absolutely mm -hmm. masterful. What causes others to miss? understand the high C, would you say, summing that up? I, I, I think if I could tell you one thing of, of, of misunderstanding, it would be the statement I'm about to make. And that is their need for third-party validation. Hmm. And, 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 and it creates Good info. A, a negative response from a D and an I. Hmm. And it, it, it was, but for different reasons. But it, what is absolutely 100% normal for, for a high C, when they're into territory, they haven't been there before, they haven't had the validation yet, and they're given instructions to do something different. Mm. And they get some information from a D or an I, says, this is what we're going to do. We're going to change this. And, and they have a whole series of questions. But they hear the answers and they log them. They log the reasons why. And then they got a process. And when that processing, it is helpful to them to ask somebody else, this is what I'm hearing. Does that sound right? 
And what happens, it, it, it creates a problem for the D's to say, don't you trust me? Absolutely. I'm your boss, you know, and you're being insubordinate here by asking somebody else. Yeah. You know, and they never understand how the high C works. That the high I takes it differently. That's rejection. One yeah. is insubordination. The other is rejection. But both are negative in a misunderstood way of the need for them to have third party validation. Wow. And it, 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 if I could get people to understand that, particularly the D's and the I's, that's totally normal. And if they can embrace this strategy and as they give these instructions for change to 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 be empathetic to the C and say, you know, uh, I know you need time to process this. And I want to tell you up front, it's okay if you need to talk to somebody else. I'm totally okay with that. That's the and best gift you, you can give us. And if you do, you can come back and talk to me to clarify if you want. But hmm. that enabling them to embrace this need that they have on a positive level is huge. Hmm. And, and it'll, build, it'll build such loyalty on that seaside to know I don't have to go on a guilt trip because I'm asking somebody else. Absolutely. You're encouraged to go ahead and do that. Mm -hmm. You have no idea how that, how that will be. And it takes a, a little bit of uh, humility on the side of the D or the I to say, that's okay. It's mm. not rejection. It's not insubordination. It's not, it's how, how the high seas wear. Does that help? Oh, oh, absolutely. It's such a, it, it's such a, a simple solution to taking it personally or feeling yes. that they're, they're, they're not following your authority, which is the D a, or rejection yes. for the I, which, which are their, their two fears, loss of power and, and fear of rejection. And so yep. the, the, the C's what, what's the C's biggest fear, Ken, just out of curiosity. They're, they're uh, being criticized. Mm -hmm. Makes See, sense. You know, and 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 what happens, or this other one, which is bigger than that, is being wrong, hmm. <laughs> and they so, they they, hmm. they get paralyzed going into territory where they haven't been to do it wrong, yeah. and and it paralyzes them. You know, to, to the fear of being wrong hmm. is 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 huge. You know, type of, you know to be imperfect is failure. Hmm. And one of the things I did with, with my son, who's an IC engineer, I, we, we sent him off to college. He was, he's valedictorian in his class from elementary school all the way through high school, made straight A's. Wow. We, sent, we, 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 we went, sent Randy to Wheaton College and told him one thing to do. And he says, what is that, Dad? And I says, make a B for crying out loud. <laughs> you know, give him permission. Give him permission to give fail. Give him permission in his eyes. To, to yeah. fail. Yeah. To fail. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. and, and 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 to have for him to know that's okay. Yep. It's not the end of the world because yeah. you weren't perfect. In fact, life is not perfect. Mm. And uh and, and and you you have to lower their expectation. You gotta elevate, you know, the high eyes expectations, you know. Uh, or, or you know it, it's different but with, with the c you've got to because the the, the perfection is it which is a strength can become their greatest weakness because Absolutely. life isn't perfect it, it isn't perfect so 
Well, I, I've worked with, uh, yeah, that, that's very helpful. I've worked with a lot of C's over the years and some of the um, weaknesses that have emerged has been um, in the area of overanalyzing or, or paralysis yeah. by analysis or mm-hmm. uh, getting caught mm-hmm. in the weeds, things like that. Yeah. So if, if, if you're a yeah. C, what do you do to, to get out of that mindset so that you can be functional and moving forward and, and, and be a lighter version of yourself, right? Give yourself a break a little bit. Well, what I think when, when you have uh, somebody that's not a C, recognize the fear in the in the sea and not put them on a guilt trip for but, but say you know just say hey what I, my my counsel to to a d or an i saying okay just want you to know i'm giving you this project it's new for you but i'm looking for about 70 percent validation not 100 percent you know so you're setting their expectations down uh, where they okay. don't have to be pro, pro, that's huge i tell them it's just 75 percent is okay or it, I may be just swagging, you know, I'm sitting there saying, hey, is, are, which side of 50% are we? You know, that type of thing. That kind of information relieves the C to not have to be perfect because they automatically will go to perfection. And, yeah. and the D could say, well, I, I need this by this afternoon. Well, he's looking at, and the C is looking at it and says, man, I'm looking at all the questions I have. There's no way I can come back with, with anything, you know, by this afternoon. There's no way. Yeah, you can if it's if fifty percent is close enough. See, and and it's back to communication. But the C will automatically go to perfection the first round. You know, so you've got to relieve that expectation thing. That uh, you know mm. of perfection. That 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 is such helpful coaching on the parts of those people that that yeah. aren't caught in the weeds by things, and also to even speak that grace into it say hey i only need three out of those five questions by this afternoon or i only need one of them yeah even if you get right. one of them and- b- back to me knowing that they're that they'll be overwhelmed with wanting to perfection for all five help us see out by by lightening the expectations yeah. is what i hear you saying ken which is very valuable yeah. information and the other thing you could say too if you're the boss of the sea as is if you see a major a, a, a major minefield here uh, that, that just overwhelms me. Come back and talk to me right, right away, you know, you know, you know and, and relieve them to that. They, they may say, yeah, I can do this and this, but boy, this one, I, I, I see a major problem. We need to talk about that one. You know, <laughs> I, it, I, I can't even tell you it's 50%. <laughs> yeah. But, you, know, you know, that type of thing. And, and so I, 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 I got, I got three of them I'm okay with, but boy, boy, this one really makes me uncomfortable. And to be able to have the freedom to go ahead and tell me, uh, uh, warn me that that's, mm. that's a minefield here, or, or mm-hmm. that's you know that's something could it could really it doesn't matter what the other right things are to to go that step would would neutralize or uh, all all the step one two and three you know. So, so it is it, to having that upfront expectation is critical, absolutely critical. And and communicating that well to the C to, to, to help their with shoulders the, the relax right, a bit. And with the right tone. Absolutely. I, I got to put that. Yep. I got to put that in there. So. Absolutely. Tone, tone is everything. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. And very, very yeah. true in that situation. So what's the three R environmental strategies that work most effectively with the high C style? And, and listeners, we have we have reviewed the three R's 
Ken, if you can give a brief of what the three R's are and which ones work most effectively with the high C, that'd yeah. be helpful. The three R's uh, in behavior are how to initially respond, how to uh, follow up with a particular relational strategy, and how to reinforce that person. And mm -hmm. each one of these has three bullet points to them. And what I what I do for the high C, I give them that, and I said, take, give me the top one on how to respond. Tim, give me the top one on how to relate. Give me the top one on how to reinforce. And they look at me, and they look at their list, and they says, no, you got to do them all. You're going to do all nine. You know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, the, the I no problem, D no problem, S is you know, you know, but the C's no, you got to do them all. Exactly. <laughs> that was not. That was not the assignment. You got to pick one on how to respond. And then they kind of he and ha, and then you know come back. Well, okay, well communicated. There. Well communicated. <laughs> and says, okay, this is the one. What is it? And invariably, this is the one they like. Allow me the freedom to ask questions. <laughs> Top of the list. You know, that, that relaxes them. Initially, when you're talking to me about change, I need the permission from you to ask questions. Don't put me on a guilt trip for asking a question or cut me off. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, I'll give you that one. All right, how to relate? <laughs> how how do you how do I relate to you? <laughs> and it, and they say, well, actually, I want to. All right, this <laughs> yep. is uh, mix accurate data with reassurance. Now, let me explain that to you. Please do. The data that you're giving them is this is accurate, but if something goes wrong. It's on me, not you. <laughs> Do you understand how those are connected? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then uh, allow freedom to validate the information. Okay, all right. I got I to process this thing and validate this information, put in a logical order. Okay, that's how to relate. <laughs> that makes right, sense. We got one more. Then we got one more level, how to reinforce. And the number one that comes up every time is the give me permission to validate information with third parties. There it is again. Hmm. <laughs> and and when I get that much validation from high C's, I think that's important. Absolutely. And that again coming back, that's the most in, misunderstood principle in working with and loving high C's, giving permission to do that. So, so what I hear you saying is for, for how to respond to the high C is one, allow freedom to ask questions. That's Absolutely. the number, that's the number one area. Allow the freedom to ask the uh -huh. questions. When you ask, how do I relate to a high C, right? And they're, and they're logic driven and detail burdened mm -hmm. many times. The two that you mentioned to relate to a high C is one, mix accurate data with assurance. That's setting the expectations Absolutely. so that they don't put all the pressure on themselves because they automatically do that. So you can help them out with strategic communication, letting them know, hey, this isn't all on you. We're all in this together. And then allow exactly. them them time to validate the information, because that's very important to a high C. And then lastly, uh -huh. how to re reinforce the high C is to give them permission to validate information with third parties. Did I get that? Amen. Those are the, th those are the three, got it. three areas. You nailed it. 
Great. <laughs> because that, that's important for, for, for us listeners to this information. When we come across high C's, we know that they're logic driven. They're the ones that will ask lots of questions, need third party validation. And what counsel would you give us D's and I's when engaging with, with a high C style? Is there any other counsel that, that you could offer? And I, and I, and I will just say this to listeners, Ken is a high C. So this is a very authentic conversation. I'm a high DI, Ken, you are a high CS. So what would you say? What, what counsel do you have? Okay. With regard to the D, C, 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 what I need to take ownership of the point on the D side is that they solve problems by debating your conclusions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I know that, but still, if the tone is wrong, it's very direct, I can take it personal, mm. but I know a lot about this, so I don't take it personal, but somebody that doesn't understand this when, when they hate talking to D's, because mm-hmm. the tone yep. is so aggressive. And, and all, the, and all they're the, wanting the to D. do is to just get her done and to get the task they, done. They want, to get personal. It, they want to get it done. they got a deadline that they've imposed on themselves and they're mm-hmm. imposing it on you. Yeah, that, you have got that right. And and when they're not moving as quick, and when the D is not seeing the other person moving as quick, they, <laughs> they um, tone it up a bit, you know, to make sure that you understand. I need this thing at five o'clock. You understand? <laughs> do, you, do you understand my tone? Guilty. Yeah. Guilty. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, so you understand that. And, and, and so that, that's the consciousness of what's your tone. And if you can do this as a D is give me permission to hold you accountable when your tone's getting out of whack here and I'm taking it personal. Uh, <laughs> I always try to use a little hand signal with, with my fingers, my index finger, and my, my thumb, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a space here. And I, I say this, I think your D's up just a little bit too high, you know, with that tone. And that's a signal <laughs> <laughs> with my hand signal, with my tone, they tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> and Absolutely. typically what they, oh, I'm not being angry at all. Yeah, right. I got it. <laughs> it's all in the delivery. All in the delivery. I think you I think you're a part of like adding so much levity to our marriage because I'm married to 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 a high S. Yeah. And with some yeah, tendencies yeah. as well. And and just changing my tone of voice, Ken, I can't tell you how much that has yeah. made a difference yeah. in our marriage. My delivery and my tone of voice. Well, if you can work together at this. And, you know, they're, they're sensing something you're not intending. But if I can send you a signal, you know, that's where it is. Now we're talking about the high, you know, uh, the high eye. Slow down a little bit. <laughs> I'm, trying to, uh, I'm trying to categorize your all this information. You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know there's, there's a single shotgun and there's a machine gun. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm the eyes, eyes I'm coming out of that machine gun. And I'm I'm overloaded, man. <laughs> or another analogy, I got a hey, listen, I got a five gallon bucket. You've already put fifty gallons in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. That is so well said, Ken. Oh now, man. I mean, just in our friendship yes. over the over the last couple of years, I've I've learned to to give space and to to slow down and and, and allow space for questions, yeah. as well as reassurance. And just slowing down a bit because I can come out real hot and real fast. And so it's just yeah. a matter of, of slowing it all down 
and checking yeah. for for um, validation and understanding rather than just spitting it all out and moving on and sleeping like a baby. Yeah. yeah. One of the other things that I just want to interject here is uh, is just speed. You're mm -hmm. you're fast, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. I'm slow. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and the and the thing that we've got to come together on is the respect of time to process. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, if I could tell you as a DI something, this is, uh, and you want to change something, it says, Ken, um, I've got a thought here of what I want to do, but I'm not going to change it right now. And I know you're going to need some time to process. And you're not putting me down for that because you want, you want your best from me. And the way you get the best from me is give me time to process. Give you so time to if process. you can just interject that in the conversation of respecting my need to process, that, that's very helpful too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've used that with my, with my sweet husband, who's, who's, who yeah. moves through life at a, at a slower pace, not, not, a, yeah. not in a judgmental way. His, his pace actually helps me to balance because I move yeah. so fast. And yeah. so yeah. really yeah. God uses all of us to, to, to train each other up. So what, any, what final words do you have? Uh, any, anything to sum this up for listeners today we just had a conversation about how to relate mm -hmm. to the high c especially when you're d and an i and 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 even an s right because the s needs the process too when the right. s is talking to it and actually i'm going to throw in also moses and and exodus three through four because you know the scriptures of how masterful god was yeah. he is emotional intelligent and he meets everybody right where they're wired. Ken, what can we learn from this? I, I I wish people could just embrace the whole idea, become a student of every person that you meet, and have an idea, you know, how they're wired, and and uh, uh, you know, and and respect that. Don't judge it, but respect it. And I'll inject this word love them <laughs> love them for who they are you know mm. as christ did that jesus did that mm. and he was so patient and god the father was when you do that case study of exodus three and four and god and how he did it he did it perfectly and when he get to the end of the conversation moses turned him down <laughs> about, yeah, I turned him down. Now did God say, "Oh man, I, I gave it my best shot"? And I, no, he just when when Moses' questions stopped, when his questions stopped, God ended the conversation, knowing that he needed time to process and go back to talking to Jethro about it. And then he went ahead and went. God understood Moses better than Moses understood Moses. <laughs> hmm. and, and, and when you look at those case studies uh, of how God the Father did it and how Jesus, you know, it's all about love. Understanding hmm. the person and where they are, becoming a student of who that person is, figuring out what the need is and meet the need. Hmm. Figure out what the need is, meet the need. <laughs> and that takes some work. <laughs> that That's really a job for Jesus. That is a job for That's, Jesus. That, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Within us. Absolutely. Yeah. And, there's, and, and there's when no you doubt. can pull that off, if you can pull that off, you're going to build a loyalty and a, and a depth of your relationship that creates balance. Mm. It's all about balance. And you mm. need ever need a D, an I, S, and a C, and a team. If you don't have it, you've got a blind spot. It's going to bite you. 
Absolutely. And you got to figure out how to go, how, how to create, create the right environment so you get the best. You get their A game. Mm-hmm. You get their A game. You get the A game of the D. You get the A game uh, of an I, the S, and the C, and you got a good balanced team. Well, again, it can, it thrives in that place of psychological safety where people feel that they can express their opinions, their, their judgments, their thoughts without, without fear of criticism. And so to create that and and be the creator of a God space where God, I love the story in Exodus three and four and how Moses is like, well, that's great God, but I need third-party validation. So he goes back to Jethro, gets the third-party validation, and then he's all in. And God knew that and, and didn't take it personally, right? And didn't Q-tip it. He didn't. And, and, and I just want to inject this. That, you know, they say, well, are there any other case studies where third-party validation comes into play? Absolutely. Gideon is, is, a, is another one. Uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is another one. And then the uh, uh, Apostle Paul is another one. So there are four case studies where that third-party validation is real. Mm. And, and the best one is Exodus 3 and 4. Mm. Absolutely. And Ken, you were, you were masterful at helping us weave this into our book, Emotional Intelligence in Christ. So you can actually see the scriptures and follow that lead in there. So I appreciated that insight. Would you close yeah. us in prayer today, Ken? Cause this has been yeah. a really powerful topic. Yeah. yeah. Lord, I'm going to thank you for the opportunity just to chat with Lauren. And, and we've, we've, we've prayed that we would put on this tape things that will help people figuring out how to love high seas. I pray that you abuse it in your way to help us to go ahead and figure out how to love one another, and in particular, how to love and embrace the giftedness of high seas. And with that, I leave it in amen. 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 Thank you, Ken, so much. So next time we're going to, we're saving the best for last, as you said, right? So we're heading into the absolutely, eyes. Absolutely. <laughs> we're we're going to be heading into those eyes. So so listeners, again, if you haven't listened, we have three three in the series so far. If you, if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to the first in the series of emotional intelligence and Christ problem solving, we've covered the D, the S, and today we covered the C. And thank you for your our patient your patience with the with the disconnect. Um, this is this is a real podcast. We don't have special editors jumping in and, and doing all the fancy stuff to it. So you've been very gracious in terms of allowing it to be real and be led by the Holy Spirit as as we communicate whatever it is that God puts on our heart to share to strengthen your faith, your journey, and your ability to connect in the midst of disconnect. So give them heaven out there, my friends. There's enough of the dark side going on, and we look forward to our next podcast together. Enjoy your gift of life. <laughs>